Thank you for joining None of Your Business Podcast, a podcast where we bring you inspiring storytelling from the heart. I'm your host, Robert Lude. Now let's get into the show. All right. So welcome, Vera Igley. That's right. Yes. Pronounced I, it correctly. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Um, only because by editing Natalie's podcast, I got that correctly. So (laughs) (laughs) most people say Eagle. So I was like, all right, cool. Yes. Um, but anyways, welcome to the none of your business podcast. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic actually. Thank you. Yeah. So who are you and what do you do? Well, my name is Vera Egli, not Eagle. Um, and I do a little bit of a lot, I guess. I, um, uh, my husband and I have a company called Why Story, where we truly believe that um, purposeful businesses are profitable. So we just want to like get that goodness out of entrepreneurs so that they can pour it into their work, you know, and help communities and ultimately just, you know, do work that's fulfilling. So as you can, as you know, you've probably talked to a lot of people, um, a lot of people are not so happy especially with their work and they hate getting up in the morning. And I'm like, why waste your time? Right. So that's, uh, that's what ultimately that's what I do. Like just people should do things that are in line with themselves and anything that I touch, that's what um, really comes out. Absolutely. I love that. So how did you get into that? Um, Well, I've always just believed that you should do things according to what how you feel and and live life according to your own terms like forever I always was like a weird kid I didn't want to do what everyone else did I um I don't know I didn't marry at a regular normal age like most people and you know especially growing up like Latina um there's a lot of expectation as to when you're supposed to get married have kids and all that and I was like that's baloney who needs that right so um and I was, I found myself working in some corporate environments where every time I tried to say, hey, why don't we do this? Or what about that? Or I have a creative approach to, you know, this problem. It was like talking to a brick wall. I mean, nothing could happen. Everything was PowerPoint approvals, et cetera. And I realized like, you're not going to be fulfilled if you're going to be restrained in that kind of environment. Right. So I was like, well, fuck it. I guess I have to do my own thing. And so that's yeah. what I did. Okay. So what does that do for you? Um, in what way? Like, how does it make me happy? Yes. Um, I think ultimately getting up knowing that I'm doing my own thing is really important. Um, also, the fact that I can make money doing my own thing is so critical because at the end of the day, you need money to eat, right? And, and just the basic survivals. I'm not, um, you know, you can make billions of dollars and still be completely miserable, uh, you can make $50,000 a year and be super happy. So that's really is a consequence. Money is a consequence of, you know, any success that you have, but it's really about, I can wake up in the morning and say, fuck yeah, I do what I want. Um, the people that I work with, the people that I touch, the people that we talk to, they're happy and they're happy to know us. They, you know, we just want to make like the world a little better, even if it's just like on our block, you know, that means yeah, a lot no, to us. Absolutely. How long have you guys been doing that for? Um, officially, like as a company for two years now, uh, we've been doing it longer than that. We realized, you know, um, as side gigs, and then we were like, this is what we're supposed to be doing. So for two years, that's cool. I like that. So like, 
if somebody wanted to like reach out to you guys, mm-hmm. like how would that whole process look like? Um, it's most of the time. I mean, we are firm believers in uh, being the ones that contact our okay. clients. So they can easily send us a message on Instagram. They can send us an email, a text message. Like we put our cell phone numbers on everything. We don't care. Like it's about being like talking to a real person, right? That's what we really believe in. Um, obviously once you get to scale, it gets a little harder, but we, we will, I can't say never, but our goal is to never have a, like a robot or a chat box that communicates with our customers yeah. we want it to be a real person. If it's not us, it's going to be another real individual. But yeah, I mean, Instagram, um, email address, phone number, we're here. Mm, you're here. Okay. And what are some struggles that you have came like either in your business or in your personal life that you had to overcome? Um, I think ultimately, uh, not being afraid to do your own thing. It's scary as shit. Cause you're like, well, how am I going to eat tomorrow? Or what if people don't, uh, it doesn't click with people or what if I can't do, you know, all the what ifs and oh my God. And I don't know, um, getting past that. I mean, I always laugh because I'm like mindset, the word mindset didn't used to be a cool thing, you know? It, it people it was like woo woo philosophy or you know spiritual and now every other word is mindset and overcome your limiting beliefs and blah blah so it's part of our our uh, vocabulary on the daily um, and it really boils down to that it's just like having to overcome like tripping up over myself right even for my husband just like overcoming those um, that mindset uh, or those bullshit beliefs that uh, we're not good enough maybe we suck what are we talking about we're not experts blah, blah, nothing new, right? It's just about like moving that block out of the way and saying, I can do this. And there's a lot of tears and fear and like, fuck it, we're over it. Let's give it all up. But you just got to keep pushing through. I mean, I don't want to work for a corporation ever again. So I have to keep my business alive because of that. I, yeah. Do you hear that? No. It's the lion behind you. I hear like this rattle and I'm like, what? On your side or my side? I'm not sure. That's like, oh, it stopped. Okay. I'm sorry. It was like this rattle and I didn't know what was going on. So I'm sorry. Do you still hear it or it's gone? It's gone. Cool. Okay. So anyways, I apologize about that. That's okay. So like if somebody's going to get, how do you get somebody to find their why? Is what I, yeah. Um, you know, it's through a lot of questions. You already have the answer inside of you. And again, that probably sounds super woo-woo spiritual as well, yeah. but we all know that it's inside of you. It's just like, you have to ask the right questions. You have to examine what your beliefs are. You have to, um, we liken it to walking through um like turning off all the noise and walking through a special tiny little door that's like really hard to squeeze through because you have all this bullshit holding you back right and you have to understand it you have to say uh yeah I realize that this keeps me up at night and it stresses me out and I'm actually going against what I want and it's just through a series of questions and examining core beliefs and what your values are Uh, and we typically um, when we start this with our um 
well, we call them family because by the end of the, our processes, we're all family. Um, you know, there's a lot of tears and there's a mm. lot of fear, um, but you just have to get through those questions and get to the core of, of who you are. So who, what is the core, who is the core of Vera? Um, the core of Vera is somebody who really, I, I firmly, truly believe you have to carve out your own thing. If I've tried to fit into other molds just because that's what you did and I was never happy. And so now I'm like, well, fuck it. If you don't like it, I don't care. This is how it, you know, that's yeah. two things. We'll figure it out and fuck it. Let's do it. Those are two fuck things that people can describe me as like. I love it. I love yeah. it. You know, I, I don't know if you have listened to any of my podcasts and I that's have. okay. Okay. So you know that I'm a recovering drug addict. Yeah. Yeah. And like when I, before I got into recovery and you know, I'd be this chameleon and I would just like blend into whoever I wanted to fit in wherever I wanted because I never felt like I was enough. Mm -hmm. And then like now, now that I'm sober, now that I'm trying to do my own thing, like I don't fucking care what <laughs> exactly like if you don't like me, then middle finger to you. And like, I don't care because I used to put my life on pause to make other people happy. And like, if you put your life on pause to make other people happy, well, then you're just going to build up a resentment and be miserable. So I, I really like that your company that you and your husband are doing is the why story, because if you don't have a why behind what you do, then what's the point? Yeah. What's the point? Exactly. Like, you know, it, you always have to have a why, like, why, why do you want to sell your house? Well, there's maybe, always a reason. Yeah. You have to dive deep and get into that. Yeah. But it is a process and we always tell people like you don't have to do it alone even if it, it doesn't have to be with us it's just with anyone just have a sparring partner a friend a sponsor anybody that you can have these conversations with because it's very difficult it's scary like trying to acknowledge who you are um even starting on that journey you're just like where where the fuck do i start what do i do i know that something's not right but i'm not really sure how to get there there's so much help there's also free help. The only thing is like, it's free. So you're not going to get the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes, but it, it is a good start. It is a good start to at least start questioning why, why everything. Yeah, absolutely. You ask these questions. So what are some questions that, you know, if you were going to tell, or if I can say this right, the younger version of yourself, maybe like the 12 year old Vera, and you wanted to give her three questions so she could find the answers that are inside herself. What would those three questions be? Um, what, cause I was a heady kid, right? So I would say, Vera, what would let you sleep at night so that the thoughts didn't keep running in your head? Like, mm. you know, what is something that you can already say, this is, what can I tell you that, you know, in 2020, you're going to be all right, despite a pandemic, right? Um, what, what can already help you to sleep at night so that you're, yeah, I don't know if it was anxiety, but I just, I was just one of those kids that I couldn't sleep. So what could help you sleep at night? Number two is, um, what is one thing that you believe in so much that nobody could fight you on? Like you would defend it to the death. That's another thing. It's a lot for a 12 year old, but actually 12 years year olds are super intelligent and they can tell you right away 
you'd be surprised right. when you have these conversations. And third, um, I would say, why, um, why do you love being Latina? Mm. Because I didn't love being Latina until I was much older. I thought it was, I thought it was bad or embarrassing or humiliating to be Mexican. Basically, I was born in LA, born and raised, but it was just very difficult. I had a lot of white friends. I grew up in an Asian neighborhood, so it was very hard to understand where I belong. Um, so that's a, a question that I was, and it, it all those three questions I think would already start the conversation in like earlier maybe who I am, why I love myself, and it's enough, you know, ultimately. Mm, okay, so how did you start to love being Latino? Um, I just realized how I speak a couple of languages and I realized that that already set me apart. And I was so lucky that um, Spanish was just something that we grew up with. Um, and when I understood how um, analytically your mind just functions a different way when you speak different languages and um, how I was always asked um, to translate things. I was, I don't know, there was a lot of involvement because I spoke this language, right? Which in California, at least, I mean, there's tons of Spanish speakers here, yet not enough where um, the language is not still, like translators are not still sought after. Mm -hmm. So I just slowly started having an appreciation for the fact that I spoke Spanish. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. Because people are busting their ass off to learn Spanish and it just rolls off my tongue, right? So just with the language itself, it started giving me a better appreciation, not just for my own culture, but for many different cultures, but it was hard. And also I think um, in general, like the world started, to, well, no, the United States started to see Latinos as a much um, more important and um, I don't know what the word is. I mean, we're still not there yet, right? But it was just, I guess, more accepted and not so surprising that Latinos would be in certain roles and whatnot. So that also helped to be able to see people on TV or in politics that looks like me, right? Air quotes, look like me. Yeah, okay, okay. I could understand that. So yeah, I could understand that. Um, I haven't lived that, so I don't. Yeah. You know, my, my ex-fiance was fr from South Korea and it was a struggle for her. Um, everywhere that she went, it was definitely mm -hmm. a struggle. So I could, I can understand, but I, I can't relate. Um, so you got a podcast now. Yeah. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. I, okay. Unlike you, who you told me that you actually wanted to be an insurance agent when you grew up, which is so weird because no one just says I want to be an insurance agent when they grow up. But I guess when you're in like a family of insurance agents, it comes a lot easier. Um, yeah, so I've been in, my family does have insurance agents, agencies, but I didn't want to be that when I grew up. Um, but now that I am, I've actually been in insurance a really long time in different capacities. Uh, currently I consult a, like a software company that focuses on insurance professionals that do other services as well, like for their sales and marketing and everything. Um, so it gives me a different perspective, which I love, but the one, the main reason why we started the podcast, uh, myself and my co-host itself is because there is, there are a lot of insurance professionals of color that do 
amazing things in this industry. They've been around for super long and we're not like only talking to, you know, people of color. We want to open up, especially to females that have like, that are just powerhouses in the industry that don't ever really get too much of the spotlight. Um, it's important for us to bring uh, that attention to them because they, as I said, I love carving out my own thing and, you know, living life according to how I want. And they're doing that, right? And they're making a mark on this industry and they're paving paths and all those good sayings. Um, so yeah, that's what we're doing. We're just focusing on them and really, it's not about selling insurance. It's about like, who are these human beings? What are their struggles or challenges and their successes? And what advice can they give for, to people coming into the industry as well? Mm -hmm. and that's what it's all about. Sometimes there's tears. We've talked about cancer and lying about your age and, and data and all kinds of random things that come up when you just allow for a conversation to flow, right? Yeah, absolutely. And well, you would know, obviously. <laughs> yes, I have listened to the three episodes and I love them. So for the people that are listening, it's on Spotify and soon to be on, on Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Podcast Addict. Uh, and it will be on Apple Podcasts soon. Mm -hmm. So exactly. definitely go check out the podcast. Um, so if, you know, you could wake up and have like the perfect day. You could be anywhere in the world. There wasn't COVID-19. You didn't have any bills. So you didn't have to work unless you wanted to. Just the perfect day. What would that day look like? Um, I would wake up in, oof, it's hard to choose between Paris and Bordeaux, but let's go to Paris. I'd wake up in Paris, no COVID. My two dogs, my husband would be with me and it would entail going to our local cafe, picking up our pastries and getting ready for a seminar that we're um, conducting for local entrepreneurs there in French. And it would be a kick-ass eight hours of like just getting all of that bullshit belief stuff out and, you know, helping people find their purpose and starting businesses that really impact their communities. That would be a perfect day. Um, so, I mean, with Y Story, our goal is to get to a point one day where um, not far away, where we can actually host a lot of these seminars for free because for small business owners, even five grand is like, that's like a punch in the gut. You know, they, they might have that um, money. They, they don't just have it to spend. I don't care if you're that big or small, sometimes that amount can really you know, hurt. So we want to make it accessible because we truly believe that businesses, um, you know, that brand, you know, when you buy things, there's certain brands that you're loyal to. I mean, that relationship between brand and consumer is so influential. And I talk about this all the time and it's oftentimes ignored. And if the entrepreneur is bringing, it's coming from a place of purpose and community, it can really make society better. And that's what, you know, ultimately. So that would be a perfect day, spending um, a day with our entrepreneurs of value, as we call them, trying to make our, our world a better place. Mm, I love it. So what's stopping you? Uh, nothing, actually. <laughs> we, uh, we are having a couple coming up. Um, obviously, we take COVID pretty seriously. So everyone's isolating. We'll do the temperature checks and all that. The only thing that's kind of stopping us from it being in Paris is just the travel, right? Yeah. Um, so isolating for the 14 days and all that you know when I'm sure when I look back or I hear this podcast next year I'll be like I'm actually in Paris now we're holding the seminar so yeah I, there's really nothing stopping us except that we're busy here in in California that's awesome 
That's awesome. That makes me happy. So what is something that you're passionate about? Um, I, I think reading is something that I'm like super passionate about. And it, if I mean, honestly, if I could spend like three weeks just reading all day long, I would. Um, but I, I kind of do in between any breaks, I am either reading or, or listening to an audiobook. But also, um, besides that, I mean, I, I just think it's important to absorb as much knowledge and then tweak it and put it into action, right? Not just have it in your head. Um, but besides that is also helping young girls. Like I have a lot of nieces and I look at them and I'm like, I don't want anything to get in the way of you becoming who the fuck you want to become, right? Nothing. And there's a lot of things that hold, also little kids that like male children. Um, there's a lot of things that hold them back. There's a lot of, you know, vulnerability issues that they have because they're told you shouldn't cry. It's not manly, whatever. So I would love to just go in there and eradicate all that. And I am passionate about that. I work with, um, starting to work with some people so we can kind of um, locally where I live in Lake Arrowhead start with the kids here because there's a lot of, I won't go into it too much, but there's a lot of stuff that could be improved in the school systems and the mm -hmm. counseling systems here. So passionate mm -hmm. about that for sure. Mm -hmm. This time next year, I expect for programs to be up and running. So that's awesome. That's cool. So what is something that you're grateful for today? Today? Mm -hmm. uh, my dogs, Penny and Lenny, uh, Penny they and came Penny. in and like just showered me with kisses in the mornings. I was very grateful for that. Mm, Even okay. though I'm wearing a cat sweater, podcast people listening, you can't see, but I love dogs. But yeah. I love cat designs, so go figure. <laughs> okay. I dig it. Right on. What about you? What are you grateful for today? Ooh. I'm grateful. I, you know, this should be easy. Um, I'm grateful that I got to wake up and have a day off. That uh, I'm, yeah, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful yeah. that I get to wake up and I still have a job right now. I'm grateful that I wake up and I'm, I keep getting emails that a new job potentials, you know, prospects are out there. So I'm, I'm grateful for that for the life that I have today because a couple of years ago it was not like it is so that's great you got to give each day a hug true yeah you know uh, it's funny that you asked me that for like uh, one of my friends in recovery she was like hey all in November text me five things that you're grateful for and she'll text me five things and like by the end of like the 29th i'm like i was like <laughs> i don't want to text us anymore because this is annoying i don't want to text you every day five things that i'm grateful for but like i'm glad that i did because it got me out of myself and like i actually appreciate the things that i'm grateful for so but like i never thought i'd be like frustrated by texting someone what i'm <laughs> grateful for so yeah um interesting that's interesting i actually do it every day I go for a nature walk and I say three things that I'm grateful for physically, like as just my body and then career wise and then everyday life. Mm. So that's, that's a lot of things to be grateful for. I don't text it to anyone because I think I would get annoyed after a while too. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, so if you could tell the younger version of your, 
the younger version of yourself or maybe like just a young woman who's struggling in life and you just could give her three pieces of advice what would those three things be ask for help there's plenty of it there you just have to ask look in the mirror every day and say i am enough i am enough i am enough I learned that from Marissa Peer. She's amazing. So write it on your mirror in lipstick, whatever, put post it. I am enough. And third, help somebody else. If your life sucks, if you're so like out of it, you're just like, ugh, I don't even want to be alive. Help someone else. Mm-hmm. And you'll realize that that actually it, it just, it pays you back in spades in a way that, you know, money can't. Mm, I love it. I love it. Those are, those would be really good three pieces of advice. I, uh, I, we used to do a, like a sticky note that I am enough on mm-hmm. my, uh, on my board or not on my board, on my mirror. And then uh, mm-hmm. I used to have it. Not, now it's be great on my whiteboard. It used to be I am enough on my whiteboard, but now it's be great. But that's great. What an evolution, right? Yes. So, um, and it wasn't always like that. I didn't think that I was enough for the longest time. And then by... Where did that come from? You know, uh, not feeling like I was enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. You know, it came from... You know, to really get that to... the deepness of it i think because my dad's an alcoholic and my mom has ms and she's been disabled ever since like i was a kid so mm-hmm. not having like a like a parent figure that i could like really look up to and like be there for me it was never there yeah. you know my dad was a drunk my mom has ms you know, i had to take care of the i felt like i had to take care of the house and then i like you know when I was like 14 years old, I started, I started to sell drugs to pay my parents' bills. Mm-hmm. So like, there was like, I never felt like I was being taken care of and I always had to take care of people. And when I, and that made me feel like I was enough when I could take care of people and not be taken care of. And then like it wrapped into like this codependency that yeah, I would always have to take care of people, ha- always have to fix you and make your situation because I never felt like I was enough inside. So when I stopped taking care of other people and started working on myself, that's when I felt like I was enough instead of working on other people. So that, yeah. But you know, I mean, I don't know how old you are, but from your pictures, 27, the fact that you already have that now and you're only 27, I mean, it's a lot that you went through, but most people don't wake up to any of that until they're 70 right so true yeah i'd say in a way you're already ahead of many people that's awesome thank you thank you so are you watching any netflix series right now Mm, no i'm kind of watching jack ryan on prime which i hate that i'm watching that but it's like (laughs) why do you hate it I mean, because it's Jim from The Office. That's why. Um, but right, it's so weird. So me. weird. Yeah. I mean, I love him, but it's just like, come on. 
Um, I tried to watch uh, The Crown and Queen's Gambit, and I just, I'm sure I'll watch it at some point. Um, but I'd like to, I don't, I don't really love to get into a series because then I'm in. Like mm-hmm. I was a big Game of Thrones fans and I was like, Sunday night, everyone, shut up. Game of Thrones is on, you know? So it just takes too much time. And I've tried to not binge um, shows anymore. If I'm cleaning and, and you know, it's in the background, that's okay. But just to watch it all the way through, I can't. I realize that. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't do that. You know, sometimes you just need to kind of get out of your head. But I find that it's a big waste of time. Yeah, uh, no, I, and that's just my opinion, right? So it, it is. Um, yeah, sometimes I will binge stuff way too long. Uh, that's then you wake sure. up and you're like, "Damn, it was all those other things I should have done." <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but you know, there's the occasional Sunday or Saturday night where you're just like, eh, "Screw it." Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, if people like wanted to find you on the internet and learn more about you mm-hmm. where could they go um they can go to at the y story and it's w-h-y at the y story on instagram um same thing facebook y story and um you know what i can't remember my own ig handle my personal one i think it's vera igli perhaps but at the y story would be best or at talk insurance to me if you spell it all out you'll find us for sure and all this will be in the show notes guys so if you're you know if uh can't find it just go to the show notes so not my personal one obviously because i have no i have no recollection (laughs) of what that's called or what it is rather it's okay i'll just put it in there because i good thing that i follow you on instagram if you want it in the show notes so sure that's fine uh and then one last question for you well two last questions for you what is the goal that you're working on right now? Finishing our book um, for Why Story. We ha- we our goal is to have it ready and uh, you know able to be put into your hands by April. So that's what we're working on. But uh, a more immediate goal is um, go- actually fulfilling our 30 day meal plan. <laughs> so we're really working hard on that one because it's it's fun to eat sweets and junk food but we're trying to stick to our meal plan yeah like i can go to the gym and work and do the workout like i'm supposed to but coming home and eating like i'm like clean i am terrible at it like my justification for eating a pizza will be like well at least it's not heroin i mean right (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that's okay (laughs) but like, but you know yeah. what sadly i mean junk food is pretty bad it's also it can take a huge toll on your body and do things that you can't come back from sometimes yeah. so yeah yeah like it's a terrible cop-out like i shouldn't sure. be using that cop-out anymore like i should be eating healthier especially spending <laughs> but it's t- understandable <laughs> yeah um yeah so one last question for you what is your message to the world? Don't be afraid to be yourself. It's really simple. Just don't mm. be afraid. There, and you know what? There are people that are not going to like it. And who cares? You really want to be everyone's friend? Yuck. Um, if you're young, you probably want to be everyone's friend because that's just like 
self-esteem issues. But as you get older, you're like, no, God, I don't have time. <laughs> you like, yeah. you need just a couple friends that are your ride or dies and that's all right. Um, but yeah, even with your business, don't be afraid to be yourself. You, you shouldn't have everyone as a client. It's too mm. much work. Absolutely. And you don't, your impact's not going to reach everyone, right? You have to focus on the ones that really um, dig what you're, what you're all about. Mm, I love it. I love it. Well, Vera, thank you for your time. I thank appreciate you. it. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you. Let's chat again. <laughs>